Hi, I'm Paul Cuddehy and welcome to the Duran Duran Albums Podcast. And I'm Molly Williams. Join us as we take you on a musical journey of 40 years, 14 albums, countless great songs, and lots of great Duran Duran memories. From the band's self-titled debut album in 1981, through to the Paper Gods release in 2015, and, fingers crossed, a new album in 2021, the Duran Duran Albums podcast celebrates each of the studio albums while telling the story of the band. We chat through each album track by track, pick some of our favourite songs and memories from when the album was first released, and ask podcast listeners to give us their thoughts on each record. And we'll also have interviews with other Duran Duran fans throughout the course of this series, as well as extra episodes on everything from non-album songs, favourite gigs and the band's various side projects. So while you might want to save a prayer till the morning after, listen to the podcast now. Subscribe, spread the word, and celebrate 40 years of great music on the Duran Duran Albums Podcast. Fabiana Torres, a journalist, writer, English translator based in Buenos Aires, Argentina. Welcome to the Duran Duran podcast. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Now, the wonders of Zoom have joined you in Buenos Aires with me in Glasgow. But strange thing, when you and I were corresponding before this podcast, you sent me a photograph of you and Simon Le Bon in the centre of Glasgow. I recognised it instantly. And I couldn't believe you've been to see Duran Duran in Glasgow. I was so impressed. How did how did that happen? Well, it actually happened not just once. It happened more than once. We, my, we when I say we, is my husband and I, we met during the reunion tour uh, when the band came to Argentina. It's the only country in all of South America that the, the original lineup played in. And they were here for a festival. Of course, I went to the airport. I hadn't met them before, but I went to the airport. We heard that the band wanted fans at the airport. And there was TV coverage, press everywhere. And we were quite a few people waiting for, for them because people love Duran Duran in Argentina. You wouldn't believe what a show in Argentina is. I think Duran told you something about nobody sits down at a show in, in Argentina. I told him that. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we were there and I met him. I, I Actually, we were on TV together, my husband and I, with Simon Le Bon in between us. And we, we didn't even know. We realized about that afterwards that we were, I mean, it, it's my husband. His name is Gerardo, which is Gerard. Simon and me. And that was like, whoa. <laughs> uh, and then we saw each other at the concert the next day. And we also met, uh, I went to the press conference and somehow he sneaked into the press conference too. And I had pictures of him from the airport and, you know, we exchanged emails. And after like four to five months, we started dating. And that was back in 2006. And we got married in 2017. And now we have a son who's just turned three years old. So Duran Duran brought you together. That is, that's wonderful. Yeah. So how, how did it come about that you and your husband ended up coming to Glasgow to see Duran Duran? Well, we 
as we are both of us are fans, we have this uh, very rare situation where we don't have to argue about what would we do for a vacation or for fun. So we just said during that decade before we got married and had a kid, okay, from now on, everything we can save, we save. And when a tour comes, there it goes. So we, we, we love doing the UK tour because it's such a small country. I mean, the countries that are in the UK are so small compared to Argentina, which is such a big country. So uh, we rented a car and we went city by city following the entire UK tour. And we were told on that particular uh, show in 2011, in December, that we were lucky because usually there's a lot of snow and you can drive. And we were, uh, we were able to drive. And we also made friends along the way from all over Europe. Who we were like carpooling with everyone. It was so much fun. The band are absolutely lovely every time we meet. And it's, it's a joy seeing them. And I, I think I told you that I usually go, with, we usually go with a flag and it, uh, from Argentina. And it usually has the design of the album that it's been you know, on tour. And Simon saw the flag. And of course, he saw us and on that show on, in 2011. And he yelled, uh, during All You Need Is Now, Argentina in the house. <laughs> and everybody was clapping. I don't know if people got what he said, but he was like, oh my God, thank you. <laughs> and I got to thank him the next day. That's when we took the picture. Because what I love is, uh, well, two things. One is the fact that you and I would have been at that same concert. Because every time, obviously, Duran Duran come to Glasgow, I go and see them. So you and I would have been at the, the same concert. But I love, I love the fact that the music can join us at other sides of the world and, and we've got this bond that unites us. I also, it's also made me realise I'm going to have to come and see Duran Duran in Buenos Aires at some point. You definitely should. Because yes. as, as you say, that's an experience I don't think MD will ever forget, I think, to see them in Argentina. This is not something that I'm, I'm saying because I'm, I want to brag about my country because there are so many things that I'm not quite happy about my country, in fact, but in Argentina is the best place to go see a live show. And we love Duran Duran. Honestly, we do. The first time they came here, it was 93. I was there in line since 3 a.m. It poured all day long. And uh, the band were about to say, well, we're not playing because it's raining so much. It didn't stop. I think it stopped about two hours before the show started. And they did a press conference at the stadium and they saw all of these people lining up. So they decided we're going to come back and give them a show no matter what time it is. And I saw them first, yeah, in 93. And I was at that show. We were 50,000 people back in 93. So would, would that have been when you first became a fan or did you love the music before, but that was the oh. first time you had seen them? That was the first time I, I'd seen them, but I became a fan when I was 10, around 9, 10. Uh, Big Thing was my first album. And 93 was like, oh my God, I can't believe they're coming. And I met them all and they stayed here for like two weeks. So it was fantastic because they toured four cities in Argentina and lots of countries in South America. 
they haven't done that since then. So have you been lucky enough, is that through just being a fan or, or partly because of the, the job that you do that you've been able to meet them over the years? Did you say you've met, I think you've met them quite a few times, haven't you? Yes, I've met them. I've met them lots of times, to be honest. Not because I'm a journalist, because of course, that's when I went to college and I got my degree and everything. But it's because of being a fan, actually. And I've been to the studio. I've also, I've met everyone. I've met Sterling Campbell. I've met Warren. Whenever I go to LA, you know, I'm lucky enough to see Warren and talk to him and I've met everyone. I mean, whenever I can see someone that's been or had a connection with Duran, even on the weekend, I'm friends with him. That's not just, oh, me saying that. I, I'll send you pictures later, but I'm friends with Andy Wicked. I He's an adorable guy. When we went to Birmingham to see the band, I said, okay, I'm sending a message to Andy. And he said, of course, let's get together. So I went, we went to his shows as well. So it was really fun. Because that must, I imagine that must make it even more special because all of us are fans and we love the music and we'll have our own memories. But because you then, you've been lucky enough that you, you've got to know them, you know, more than just them up on stage, that must make it even more special for you. Yes, yes. And I have to say they're so kind and so funny. And well, we also, do, do you remember TV Mania, that contest they had, the franchise? Do you remember that? I they don't did- know. They did a like some sort of contest to call it that way. Uh, that would you could be a TV Mania and you, you had to put uh, register your name. It had to be TV Mania and the name of a place. So we registered as TV Mania Buenos Aires with my husband and another friend. And you could download separate tracks of TV Mania or do your own thing. And you also had to make a video. That was during. Do you remember Second Life when they used the Second Life universe? Yeah. Yeah, they did two events, Warren and Nick, talking about TV Mania. And I had the audio recorded and you could ask them questions in the chat and they would reply. And Nick, who is always so kind, he saw one of my questions asking about the franchise and he explained what it was. So he said... If you are in Buenos Aires and you want to be TV Mania Buenos Aires, you just log in. And he gave an example because I was asking about the franchise. So I had that and I asked for permission to sample them in the song because, of course, we named ourselves TV Mania Buenos Aires. So I had Nick saying TV Mania Buenos Aires. (laughs) (laughs) That was great. That's very cool. Yeah. And we did uh, a song on our own. We didn't mix any TV mania things. We recorded um, famous TV phrases from Argentina that people that don't live here have no idea what they mean. And we used Warren's and Nick's voices in the song and we did a video. I can send that video to you if you want. And we won. And the prize was this Skype session with Nick and Warren. And the first prize. Yeah. And uh, well, they said that the Skype was about it was going to last about 10 minutes and we ended up chatting for 40 minutes. It was so much fun because when they know you or you have some sort of, you know, they know they can joke around or say things and you won't get, you know. Because I always think with Duran Duran, especially, you know, they've been going for 40 years now. I think they're, they're very aware 
of how important their fans are. And I also get the sense they never take them for granted, that they, I think they appreciate the support, whether it's in Glasgow, whether it's in Buenos Aires, whatever. I, I always think that they, they understand how important the fans are. Yes, yes, they do. And Glasgow is a great place to go see Duran. You're really, I mean, you're one of the crowds who really sings along. You know, other cities, I don't hear people singing. I don't see them dancing. And I'm just this one crazy person, you know, jumping up and down. And I'm like, I have to calm down because these people are going to take me out of this. <laughs> because that's the way we are here. But Glasgow is so, you're different. I told you I have dear friends in Glasgow, Lester and Pam. They're not Duran fans, but I dragged them to their concerts anyway. So, yes, it's a great place to go. Last time I saw them there was in at the Hydro, right? Yes, yeah. Because yeah. I, I can't understand. I always, a lot of times I go to concerts, and I don't know if it's the age I am. I quite like sitting down, but when I go to see Duran Duran, I can't sit down. And I don't understand how anybody, as soon as they hear the music, could sit down because you're on your feet even before they've started playing. Exactly. And I see people going out to buy drinks while the band is playing. And I might drink afterwards or before, <laughs> but not during the show. They miss like half of a show because they go to buy drinks and come back. Just not my thing. Not for me. It's yeah. all around for me. I'm the same as you because you can, you can get a drink before, you can get a drink after, you can get a drink any day of the week. But that might be the only <laughs> time you get to see them. And obviously, this is me going to try to link to my next question. They bring a lot of joy to all of us. So what do you think of the new song, More Joy? I really like it. I have to say, as I think you saw before, I also love Blur a lot. And I, I was thrilled when I heard Coxon being part of this album. The thing I love the most is his solo on that song. And it reminds me of Electric Barbarella. When that solo starts, I hear a bit of Electric Barbarella right there. And it's sort of like a video game tune, you know, at the beginning. But that is also what Nick says. But it sounds like that, really, to me. But I, I really like it. It's really, it's uplifting. And I think the album is going to be full of surprises and different things. And they always do different things. That is one of the reasons I like them so much. They don't use the same formula over and over again. They change. They yeah. evolve. I mean, I'm so excited about the new album coming out. And I've been excited at everything. You know, because you're a fan, you almost want to love it as soon as you hear it. So I think you always approach it in a really positive manner anyway. And then when the song, when you actually enjoy the song, it just makes you feel, you know, the band are still at the top of their game. And after 40 years, I think it's incredible that they're still making new music that mm -hmm. sounds... It's Duran Duran, but it's really fresh. Yes. Yes, it is. It's fresh. That's exactly how it sounds. I just, you have to listen to it a few times to take it in at first and to understand everything and to get every sound that it's, you know, around. That is at least what happens to me. But it's so, it's catchy. It's a nice song. And I have to say at the beginning, I was a bit worried about the collaboration because I had no idea how this band called Child could connect with Duran, but they definitely did. So you just have to be open-minded and not be judgmental about things. First, you need to listen to them and then you give your opinion. And if you're not quite happy with it, it happens. It's not that I love everything they do 100%, but this one I really like. I, I feel like dancing. Yeah, absolutely. I, 
Yeah, and, and it takes, I have to be honest, at my age, it takes me a lot to, to want to dance. So that's that's a sign of a good tune. I was going to ask you, actually, that, you know, you, you mentioned you had met your, Duran Duran brought you and your husband together. Do you ever, or have you ever over the years, kind of tested each other to see who's the, who knows more about the band? Or is it the fact that you both love them? Is that enough? <laughs> well, the, no. Um, my husband is, um, how can they say it? Um, there are certain things that I'm a huge Durrani. He's a huge Durrani as well. But there are certain things that have impressed me over the years. Maybe I know more about personal things about the band members or maybe because I speak English, I get information faster when I listen to them. And it just, I don't know, it goes right into my hard drive and it's there. But what amuses me about my husband is that, for example, he knows the length of every single remix out there. And I'm like, how could you possibly know how long that remix is? And he goes, oh, yes, White Lines, remix, da-da-da, seven minutes, 48 seconds. And I'm just like, how do you know that? How can you, how, how many remixes of White Lines are there? There's so many. He knows all of them, all, all songs, all of the remixes out there. He knows the exact timing. Sometimes. <laughs> I think I, you know, I was his first girlfriend. Who would date someone who knows that? <laughs> <laughs> at least, unless you're a Durrani, right? And it still amuses me today. Like, and he was so worried about, will they get remixes of this, of this new album? Will there be remixes? He's always all about the remixes. He loves that. So that was to me like, whoa, this so, man. So, yeah, so, so maybe it's once you met and you realized that both of you had this, absolute love of this band and you, you must have thought that's that's the person for me yeah yeah exactly yeah it totally is i i ne- never i never imagined in my life that i would meet someone because of duran duran i mean i i started listening to them when i was a little girl i was nine ten i'm, I'm about to turn 44 on the 29th of this month so it's been my lifetime almost and I never thought I would meet someone and have a family you know with that person because of Duran it's like this decision that you make that seems so little and insignificant and it it ends up being the most important decision you've made in your life like in a band or an artist and you suddenly have a family because of it it's like mind-blowing and friends all over the world I have friends who are like brothers and sisters for me, Finland, Italy, the US, the UK, Australia, wherever you want, France, wherever you want to think, there's someone I know. And people say in Germany, I don't know, Croatia, they come here, stay here. And they're, they're family. And it's like, you know, it's, it's absolutely mind blowing. Because it means then it's, it's more than just the music. It's the music that, that unites us. But it's yes. just it then then it leads to friendships that do last a lifetime. I had people fly over from Finland to my wedding just to be at my wedding. People from Brazil that I met because of Duran. Of course, I I invited the band members, but they didn't come. (laughs) (laughs) I hope your first dance at your wedding was a Duran Duran song. Of course, we we got in with Ordinary World, but, you know, the, the one that starts with the acoustic guitar and then it builds up, that's the song we chose to to get into the the venue where everybody was waiting for us 
Fantastic. Yeah. You know, the centerpieces of our wedding, we made them. They were all Duran Duran single covers. And there were a lot of Duranis at our wedding. So everybody took one. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a tradition. Everybody takes the centerpieces here. I mean, at weddings to their home. But yes, my Durani friends, they were like, well, this is mine, 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 mine. And they took them. Because how, how many times are you going to go to a, to a Duran Duran wedding? Yeah, there was a lot of Duran Duran in that wedding. A lot of Duran Duran, yes. Yeah, I would expect no less. <laughs> I, would, I was also going to ask you just, you know, I mentioned at the start, you're a, a journalist and, and a writer. Do you write at all about music or what, what kind of things do you, you write about in terms of your own career? I write about music mostly. There is a project I have. I honestly, I wish I could, I could share this with you, but I honestly can't because it's not sealed yet. It's not, but it's, a, it's actually a, a very important one. I promise you, you will be the first to know. I will let you know first when it's done. But I write about music mostly and I interview people, yes. And I haven't formally interviewed Durant, even though I've spoken to them for hours, you know, in person or like this on Zoom or Skype or whatever. Uh, but I did interview Nile Rogers. I love him too. And so many other people that I admire. But yes, interviewing a Duran member is still something to check on the list. Yeah. You know, like in a formal way. So that would be interesting given the fact you already know them. But then having to, as you say, it's suddenly a professional interview as opposed to just chatting with people you know. Well, I, I'd mentioned, and obviously when we were corresponding, and one of the things I was going to ask you to do was to choose your top three or your favourite three Duran Duran songs, which I know is difficult, if not impossible. But um, <laughs> have you managed to... And, and I'll only hold you for today. So if tomorrow somebody else asks you, you can choose different ones if you want. Well, like I gave a lot of thought. And that is like choosing among your children. It's not fair. You just I can't. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I know. No. Was, uh, I will pick for, you know, I love almost every song they, they make. But I have to go with All She Wants Is, which is the first song that I heard from them. And that made me love them so that is one do you remember where you were when you heard that yes i was at home and i was watching uh this uh video show called the madonna club we didn't have mtv or things like maybe they had in the states or in europe this is south america it's quite different and they had a duran duran special i heard that and i was like whoa because I, I also like Madonna very much. And it got me hooked on Duran. So that was the first song that I heard. And yeah, that is one of my favorite songs ever. The second one has to be nice because that is the song, our song with my husband is nice. That is our song because we got together and we got to pick a song and, and we said, okay, this is our song, nice. Um, that must have been difficult for the two of you to choose just one song that, that is your song, given the fact of how many songs that you love that the band have done? Yes, but it's from the time that we met and what it means, you know? And there is nothing better than being with you and I'm feeling so nice. And that's why we chose that song as our song. Then I have to do something that it's maybe quite unusual. This is uh, 
a very fond memory for me and for my husband as well. Um, when my baby was born, I had my doctor with me during my pregnancy. She asked me, or, and she met my husband, she asked me how we met and we told her, but we told her once and it turned out that she also had patients who were musicians from Argentina. So she was really into music and we just mentioned it once. So when I went into the hospital to have uh, my son, I was getting, you know, ready to give birth. And she said, okay, stop everything. And I was like, what's wrong? Because I, I have, I have I'm only one, one child. And I was scared, of course. And I said, what's wrong? She was, she's very, you know, charismatic. She's so funny. And she said, stop everything. Everything stops right now. So everybody looked at her like, what's going on? And she says, somebody played some Duran Duran on Spotify right now because this baby wouldn't be born if it weren't for Duran Duran. And she made, she made such a smart move with that because she made me go to a safe place in my mind. And I was singing along Duran as I was having my child. And he was born in between ordinary world and commandant. So I just can't separate those two. That is a beautiful story. I know. That's wow. how my baby was born. Yes. I can understand why you couldn't split those two songs. That, that's amazing. Yeah. I just, yeah. I can't. Well, thanks very much for sharing that with me. That's lovely. Yeah. My pleasure. I mean, it's obvious to say... I'm guessing your son is going to be a big Duran Duran fan as he, as he grows up. He'll have no choice. He has no choice, no. He, he's, he dances all the time. He goes, ole, 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 Duran, Duran, all the time, <laughs> <laughs> like we do here in Argentina. But see, that's, that's good parenting, because what you're doing is you're bringing him up with a good taste in music. Yes, and the good thing is he doesn't have to buy the records. He has to collect it already. <laughs> Yes, because before we started recording, and obviously this is just a, an audio podcast, but you did show me you, all the Duran Duran records and CDs, and you and your husband have both got a set each. And that, that avoids any arguments or disagreements, of course. Yeah, certain things you don't share. You know, we share everything <laughs> about that. So, you know, we, we spoke about the new song, the new album coming out, and I suppose we're all hoping, wherever we are in the world, that things get back to a stage where a band like Duran Duran can tour the album and then we can get back to seeing them again and being with fellow fans and enjoying the music. I hope that these gigs that they have in the UK, they happen now. And I just, I can't wait for normality to come back to the world. One of the things I missed the most is live music. It's just, and I just, I see concerts now and it seems like it was, such a long time ago and I'm always outside with even though I'm vaccinated and everything but I have my mask on every time I go out and it's like it's like the world shut down and I'm I'm so happy it's opening up again and and I saw photos of different festivals and it's like okay hope is here you know it's going to change things are getting better but I, I also think it's a smart thing that the band are planning to tour in in the next year because I, I think everything will be everybody has to reschedule their shows and of course by the next year things will be much safer for everyone yeah I, I, I can't wait I don't know if we will be able to tour in the same way that we have for the last I don't know 12 years because of our son 
we can't just live for three weeks, you know, and go all over the UK or Europe to see Duran. It's not possible. We have a child now, so it's different. But uh, I don't care. I could wait for them here in Argentina. They always come to Argentina, so. Because also, I mean, obviously, as your son gets older, and one of the things I've noticed, because I've been a fan of the band since 1981, so I was a teenager when I first heard Planet Earth on television in Scotland and, and that was the moment for me but you now see at concerts you know the next generation and the next you know like so the children and, and even some maybe some grandchildren so it's kind of passed through different generations and that'll be the same as your son gets older it just keeps going yes it does oh how lucky you were you were there from the beginning and you lived right there I mean here I think their music arrived here with around Seven and the Rugged Tiger with the reflex. Before that, we didn't have uh, music from England playing on the radio because of the Malvinas, Falklands were, it was banned. So nobody knew Duran Duran or any other songs. We had only national rock and roll playing, which is quite good. But then again, Duran started their biggest hit over here was the reflex and everything. I mean, Violence of Summer, was a number one hit here for three months straight. Wow. And they have never played that song live anywhere. Liberty was a huge hit here. I mean, the album and everywhere else, it bombed, I know. But it didn't happen here. People loved that album and that song. Oh, my God, if it starts playing on the radio, everybody sings along to that. I've told them so many times, please play that song live here. But they don't. <laughs> they refuse to. Because it's funny, it's, you know, that way all of us, you know, we join Duran Duran, you know, it'll be a certain song or a certain album or a certain time. And, it, you know, that's why as you, you mentioned when you first heard them, it's a different time from when I did. But as soon as you hear them, then you, you start to listen to everything they've done and then you're a fan. And then it doesn't matter whether you heard them in 1981 or 1991 or 2001, or if you're just hearing them in 2021, you just exactly. become a fan. Yes, yes, you do. I agree. I heard them in 88. Yeah, it kind of takes me back to being a teenager. Like those are nice memories to have and to associate with the music. Doesn't it happen to you that even though you've grown up and years have gone by, it's like you're still 13 in your mind when you listen to them. You're still a teenager, it takes you back and you're still there, even though you're not 13 anymore. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it happens to me. To me, it's like nothing changed. I'm still a little girl listening to Duran Duran. Yeah, well, that's the, I think that's the beauty of music, and, and particularly the, the music that you love. Because you, you can hear a lot of music that you like, but music that you love that stays with you, as you say, as you go from being a child to a teenager to an adult, that's special. Yes, and, and it's, it's right there. It's a place of comfort to go to, and they're always there. They're not unavailable. They're there for you. And that is something that I don't know if they really can understand how much they can help people or make people's lives easier just with their music. I don't know what I would have done without them in certain times of my life, honestly, when I had hard times. They were my place to go to. I don't have enough words to be thankful for everything they've done. I'm guessing maybe sometimes you and your husband would think what our lives would be like now if we hadn't loved Duran Duran. As you mentioned, you, you met each other, you have a, a family now, and, you know, that decision to love that band, that's, as you say, it's brought everything else in your life. 
exactly because i had relationships before and they didn't understand me and same thing happened to my husband the women he went out with they couldn't understand this obsession with duran duran why do you want to travel and go to see this band why do you do this why do you do that and when we met all of that disappeared because we we had this like the same goals if you want to put it in into words we never argue about what to listen at home <laughs> that sounds wonderful <laughs> now listen to a lot of music for my son but he also listens to a lot of duran and he claps and he's we we put on i don't know lollapalooza argentina on tv and he's clapping and singing and we're like i don't i can't believe he's singing he's three years old he's singing and dancing and clapping it's like he's in the show that's a good way to be even at that age yeah especially at that age well fabiana we've come to the end of the podcast i have to say i've absolutely loved chatting to you and as I said, thanks for sharing some of the things that you have with me. I said right at the very start, it's now one of the things I have to do in my life is to, I've never visited Argentina, but to come to Buenos Aires and see Duran Duran play live, that has to be that has to be a goal for me now. Okay, okay. If you do that, you have a home here. Well, you've said that live on a podcast, so I'm going to hold you to that. Yeah, <laughs> you have a home here. You can come. This is a big country. You're going to need guidance. And you're going to have to run when the doors open. <laughs> <laughs> people, I mean, people who will listen to this podcast and have seen Duran Duran here and came from other countries and stayed with me, they will prove me right. You need someone to guide you here. Well, I look forward to that. And then, of course, at some point, I'm sure that you and your husband will uh, return to Glasgow because, as you said, you've got friends here in the city as well, which, which would be great to see. Yeah, I can't wait. I honestly can't wait. But again, thanks very much for being on the podcast. It's been lovely talking to you. Thank you for having me. Thanks for joining us on the Duran Duran Albums podcast. And we hope you enjoyed the show. If you can subscribe to the podcast and rate and review us, that will help other Duranis to find us. And of course, if you can spread the word about the podcast, all the better. You can also let us know what you think of the podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Albums Duran or email us at durandoran at paulcudahy.com. Join us next time on the podcast, and in the meantime, keep listening to Duran Duran like some new romantic looking for the TV sound.